However, I would I wouldn't mind doing the first segment of it. Like it's normal. While you guys would just everybody would just talk and I'd be just standing on my head. <laughs> like leaning probably on that wall. Just like right there. Just, uh, what, what you gotta do is just casual. stand yeah. on your head. <laughs> yeah, be super casual about it. It's like it's very regular regular just standing on my head here. <laughs> Omar does sound a little bit muffled, but that's because his head's halfway buried into the pillowing on the couch. Exactly. Right. We need a little bit from you here. I'm saying words and things. Words and <laughs> words and things. Oh, okay, there we go. All right. Things and you you are a little further away, so you may want to lean in a little. How is this coming out really low? Ah. Uh, coming out about mid-range. Let's see if I can just up the volume on my end. No, that is not the volume. That is playback speed. Let's try that. Maybe that'll help a little bit. Things. Words. <laughs> he was, was going to say words. I was going to say something. I don't know what I was going to say, but every time she said words and things, it just throws me off. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you for the concert. Warning, we are a spoiler-based podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. This is your final warning. Thank you once again for showing up for the Cinematic Anarchy podcast. We are always disheveled and never prepared. Today, we have... Miss B? Hello! Mr. Omar? Yes, sir. And an empty fuzzy chair where Zeph should be. Uh, chirp, chirp. <laughs> we have big bottle of water. In yes. his place. That, that we, have a, we have a Poland Springs bottle of water, which today we'll fill in for Mr. Zeph. Who represented it. Uh, could we you make him make any sounds into the mic? Try that, because we could ask Zeph questions. All that, all that Zeph. Here, this is... <laughs> that's about all you're going to get from Zeph. Because Zeph is a bottle of water right now. <laughs> come on, come on, Zeph. Come on, Zeph, where are you? All right, and this week we are going to hoe ahead and we are discussing... The... You want to hoe ahead? Hoe ahead. <laughs> I'm not hoeing. I... I'm, I'm good on hoeing. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay at the hoeing. <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble for hoeing. I'm, I'm, I'm all set. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hoe. I'm a bit of a hoe, I, uh, I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> in my spare time by myself. Mm. <laughs> Never mind. Self hoeing. Cut that. Uh, anyway, um, this week we're going to tell your to... wife. <laughs> He's so old. Well, like I said, by myself. So I, I just got to be ashamed of the man in the mirror. That's about it. Uh, so we are discussing this week 1987's cult classic, The Gate, starring Stephen Dorff. Yes. Little midget Stephen Dorff. Yep. And uh, they like to be called little people. Well, 
He's a kid. I'm just calling him a little midget. I'm not referring to an actual <laughs> He's a tiny human. little person He's as a little midget. To an extra, yeah. <laughs> my, I, I refer to my tiny humans, the one I had them as little midgets, <laughs> but I would not refer to a tiny person or a little person as one of those. All right, all right. I'll give you that. I actually prefer to ask people what they prefer to be called. There you go. Because you go. that way... You're not stepping on toes. Because some people will like, well, call me a midget. I don't care if you call me a midget. Some people will be like, no, I prefer this. Or, you know, tiny American. Some, I, that, I had that once. Tiny most American? My, tiny American. Most of my old friend group looks at me and they have like this inside, well, the ones that are still alive. <laughs> they have this like inside joke because Nikki's still 12 and she's always going to be 12. Don't give her cigarettes. Oh, Just, wow. <laughs> you guys suck. That's messed up. <laughs> She'll be 12 forever. Actually, uh, I'm going to end up giving myself a tattoo that says Forever 12. Forever 12? Forever 12. Why not? It's Why not? Dope. I need more they, tattoos. They have Forever 21. I need to exactly. save money for more tattoos. We're still pending for my life tattooing. But yeah. don't worry. I haven't forgotten. And we're still pending on that. Yep. Um, economy, no, economy notwithstanding. <laughs> but things happen. I need to get you, like, a mobile power source, and we're just going to chase Zeph down and give him a tattoo. Yeah, right. We'll just give him a tattoo while he's running. <laughs> Come back here! That will be dope. Uh, on an ATV. The guys, didn't the guys on Jackass do something with their, like, They were, like, fucking... in the back of a dune buggy. Yeah. And Zero was getting a tattoo. Yep. Yep. So bad. That was crazy. But that's Steve-O. Yeah. See, was like They're doing like off-roading and, sounds, sounds off-roading like, and like shit. Sounds like was down for whatever in those days. I seriously probably still is. think that Steve-O's got that issue where he just doesn't have any feeling in his nerve endings and he can do whatever he wants to himself. And yeah. he just, he's making a living out of it. Oh, probably yeah. so. He doesn't give a shit. He has, he has a portrait so of his, himself on his back. Just. Yeah, of course. A portrait of himself on yeah. his back. Yeah. Why not? It's all like stretched out and shit. And... So you can see him coming and going. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Steve-O Hope he's still so I was just I was just thinking if, if, he, if he were I know for a fact He's got a few dicks Somewhere around On his fucking body Wow Yeah Just messing with him He doesn't give a shit it. It's well, Steve-O uh, Well Still enough respect The to last him. big thing I saw Steve-O do Was like This protest thing On like I don't know He He, he was protesting SeaWorld Okay. And, like, he climbed to the top of this fucking, I don't even know, it like, the, you know what, construction site's the giant fucking bar thing that's, like, a million feet up? Yeah. The crane. Yeah, that. Fucking, he climbed up one and fucking set out this giant balloon that was the shape of a fucking whale and just fuck SeaWorld. Okay. I'll have to look that up. I didn't actually yeah. see him do that. I it, did. Like, it's I, I've read about it uh, that he did some some grand thing like that, and um, but much respect though to Steve-O. and we all know his journey and and to to get to get everything together. For oh himself. yeah, he's been clean for he's years, been, and all he's been through. Hope you're still at it. Much power to you, man. Much respect, definitely. Yes, definitely. but you are fucking crazy. Mm. A lot of them were. <laughs> Every single one of those people involved in Jackass were crazy as hell. Oh yeah. yeah. No, but I I do not not. all of them with us still. Yeah. But every single one of them a little bat shit in the cabeza. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He said cabeza. Cabeza. (laughs) El jefe. I'm allowed. Yeah, you you can. You can. As long as I'm not using derogatory words. You sound good. You said cabeza. I wasn't expecting cabeza. But (laughs) there you go. 
It seemed to fit with batshit. It is. It just true. It kind of fit. Batshit. I could have. I could have used loco, but I, I went. I went with. Uh, you went sophisticated. Well, I don't know if batshit is more sophisticated than loco. I think it is. It takes more work to come up with. <laughs> And the movie we watched this week was... The Gate. Yes. The Gate. <laughs> the we... Gate felt slow. Like, when I watched it the first time years ago, I liked it. This time, it's not that I didn't like it, but it felt slow for the first, like, 40 minutes of it. Yeah. Like, the scary shit really doesn't start until... Like, the really scary shit doesn't really start until 40 minutes in. I felt... After watching it, like, I don't know how much Nickelodeon you guys have watched in the a past, lot. but it felt like one of those, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it felt like just a lengthy, feature length version of that, <laughs> even though that was before. Way before. Way back when. Uh, it, it actually gave me, with the title credits, uh, that, that, that opening title sequence, it really felt a lot like. Stranger Things went. We like this. We're gonna use this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make it our own. But it felt very much the same. Yeah, I feel the whole thing. The whole thing had a stranger. Oh well, Stranger it had Things. A vibe. As Stranger Stranger Things had a gate vibe to it. Right. Exactly. Well, I feel like you know, if, if you watch a lot of those old '80s movies, things that are a little creepy. You know, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, not I don't I don't think that was an eighties thing, I don't at all. But if you watched like uh Well any any eighties flick kind of involving a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh it even has sort of a Goonies thing going on there. You kind know? of, yeah. That's the whole group of them. Oh kind God, of I feels like a lengthy stand Goonies the fucking episode. Sisters. Yeah. The Lee the sisters. Yeah. <laughs> uh kinda atypical eighties teens. You see those kinds of teens in 80s movies frequently. The ones that you kind of want to look at and go, I could shoot you out of a cannon right now, wouldn't care. (laughs) Just just hop in. Hop in. You need to go far away. We'll see how far this gunpowder can send you. Yep. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I had a lot of parts of that movie that I really enjoyed, and there's a few that I looked at and went, eh, I don't like that. I really enjoyed the... uh, the scene near the end of the movie with the eye in his hand. Yeah. And he just stabs the shit out of the eye in his hand. And that's the first part of the movie where I started looking at it like, you know, they opened this movie up with a dream sequence that was sort of, I'm guessing a nightmare of something that might have happened to him. Right? Because he had a nightmare where the uh, treehouse was struck by lightning and... Then he wakes up, and what are they doing? Disassembling the same treehouse. Yeah. What's really crazy is that that adorable adorable little kid became who today we know as Steven Dorff. Yeah. (laughs) Because that kid was mad cute for, you know, as a kid. He was kind of Jerry O'Connell cute. He (laughs) he had the chubby chipmunk cheeks, you know. Yeah, he was a kid's kid. Right, Stephen Dorff now is kind of lean and mean. Yes. Uh, and I actually think highly underused. He is not a bad actor at all, and yeah, I believe he's highly underused because he's very talented. From what I've seen, like you can see that he's put a lot into whatever he does. And I, I like him as an actor, and he could make a good villain. He could make a good lead role any day. 
can't remember the name of this movie I watched recently, but him and Eddie Griffin did a movie together. But you gotta admit, compared to that little kid on that movie, he does look like an asshole now. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he uh, he's just like any the inner city like kind of drunk, bit of a white trash guy who ends up uh, finding out he has tele uh, telekinetic powers. And he's like conflicted the whole movie about how to use them. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good movie if you if you like kind of offbeat oh superhero flicks. Oh my god! I just watched *Brightburn* last night. Not last two nights ago. Such a good fucking movie! Oh my god! I only enjoyed the movie with the idea that they may actually make another movie. I hope they fucking do. Uh, I don't think it did well in the theaters. If I'm not mistaken. Such... We gotta fucking... Oh, God. But it, it was a fantastic take on what is currently, as far as I'm concerned, a fairly stale genre. Like, it needed something to breathe a little new life into it. And yeah. this... I mean, if it didn't do well in the theaters, if it doesn't get a cult following, I, I, I'd i be terribly sad about that. Yeah. Uh, I especially like the end credit sequences when they're showing these kind of monstrous versions of what would be Justice League members. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much you guys know about comic books. I know bits and pieces. A little bit. All right. I know more like Marvel stuff than DC, but yeah. I grew up on comics. So I read, I've read a lot of comics. I can't say that I am a very well-read like guy when it comes to like comic book lore, whatever. But these guys actually really remind me of an alternate universe in the DC universe where all of the characters sort of flipped roles. The so like world. What am I all the Justice League, yeah, all the Justice League characters uh -huh. were all bad guys. So you had like Ultra Ultraman and like a yeah. like a Batman instead of Batman. Bizarro, uh, and all of that. Yeah, kind of like I remember. That. And Lex Luthor was the good... Lex Luthor and the Joker were, like, the two big good guys in that universe. Yeah. Yep. Completely threw me. I was like, uh... Mind you, that universe got dissolved pretty quickly in the Crisis and Infinite Earth series. Sorry, I just kicked you there. You're good. I try not to kick people in the middle of the podcast. It's a little mm. distracting. Uh... But that, that is neither here nor there about the gate. Yeah, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Off topic again. Well, that, we do that. Yeah. We, we like to... This is why we're an unstructured uh, podcast. Because, exactly. Uh, free-flowing conversation. We do slingshot back into things when we have to, but free-flowing conversation is important. Always. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, remember, we did try this once <laughs> with a movie that I loved. Where yeah. we were very structured and we had everything laid out. <laughs> and it was the most boring fucking podcast I think we've ever done. Oh my god. <laughs> I, no credit, we tried it. It just didn't work. And that's fine. If you want to hear it, if you want to hear it, go uh, go back in our catalog. Where, uh, for a couple episodes in, we did a uh, podcast for uh, God Bless America. We tried, of, we tried being less anarchy. And uh, we were cinematic and not anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> just too much cinematic, not enough anarchy. Yeah, just it, it, it felt like this a it was a very stick up my ass moment. I, I don't appreciate it, didn't like it, and I decided not to do it again. So we just kinda go by the fly and if we have to Google shit as we go along, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> uh so I, I really I, I mean I enjoyed the gate all the way through. I think they 
they took the effects, the digital effects and the practical effects that they could use at the time, and they did a fantastic job for a 1980s horror film that was only PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for 1987. The effects were, were top-notch, considering the year was done, I would say. Well, there weren't a whole lot of uh, PG-13 horror films back then, either. Uh, a lot of your PG-13 films tended to be comedies, romances, a couple yeah. of dramas here and there. But uh, back then, considering uh, how they rated things, it would have been difficult to make a PG-13 horror movie. You have to follow a certain structure. Like, a PG-13 horror movie right now is a lot more free and open. Yeah. In the 80s, not so much. Uh, I.e., why you won't, the only blood and gore that you really saw in the movie, there was a couple of scenes that were a little gooey. You know, like when he grabbed his dad's face and it sort of melted oh in his God. hands. I fucking, I cringe every single time I watch that scene. It's, oh, I'm good! Like, what... Your dad grabs you and he lifts you up by your throat. What's your first reaction? Go oh, for the yeah, eyes, go, you know. Go for the eyes, but yeah. just like the gooey. Ugh. And he got, he got, yeah, that that was pretty just, crazy. The face basically just <laughs> like a uh, popping Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's goo yeah. everywhere. It's no so blood. you remember what we were talking about when we were driving in? Yeah. Um, about the album, the fictional album, the Dark Book. Yes. Uh, is the, it fictional? The trash metal band. Well, the Dark Book album was fictional. Okay. Every shows to Glenn, but it features the logo for an actual trash metal band called Sacrifice. Hmm. Okay. Is it Sacrifix or Sacrifice? Sacrifice. It says here, but. Okay. It could be. Because like the album in the movie was Sacrifix. So it was crucifix and sacrifice kind of put together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there's the... We were actually listening to... I turned it off before you got in the car. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we were listening to the hair metal band from Canada, the Killer Dwarves, which were featured on the back of uh, of the jacket, the other young man in the movie. Uh, and I was actually curious, because I was like, is that is that a real jacket? Is that Terry? something that... Uh, is that Terry? Yeah. Terrence? Yeah, Terry uh, had a... Uh... The killer dwarf Terry had jacket. the killer dwarf's jacket, and I was like, "Is that real?" But of course, yeah. I want to look those things Sounded up. Sounded more like a punk punk rock band than a metal, like a hair metal band, though. Uh, the name, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does sound. The name, a little... the name of the killer dwarves. Killer dwarves. Yeah, well, it wasn't a bad sounding group for like eighties the... metal. Yeah, no, uh, what, what I heard was pretty good. It just didn't. I was expecting because I thought of it too, as you know me. I thought of that too. Like, I wonder if this is real. And um, I didn't look it up, though. I didn't have the time. But well, I did the road work for you. But but yeah, I, I expected some punk rock like the Ramones or or the Sex Pistols, nope. Sex Pistols sounding stuff. Nope. Definitely hair metal with a little bit of a, a medieval vibe to it. That's why you yeah, got the dwarf thing. Yeah, kind of like neo romantic style stuff like uh, they did in the eighties. There was actually a lot of lot of bands like all around the world that kind of had that that kind of. Dungeons and Dragons kind of feeling to it. Yeah. Like, they were all playing that game while they were making their music. Uh, Man o War, like, all of their covers featured, like, a barbarian wielding an axe. <laughs> you know? Well, you're gonna, you're gonna get inspired to whatever you're consuming the most of in whatever form, whether it's drugs, entertainment, or, or literature, whatever. That's why the Wu-Tang Clan came out with all that, is because they were watching a lot of kung fu movies while smoking weed and angel dust back in those days. <laughs> 
Okay. That's why you have a lot of snippets from all these kung fu movies. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really what they were doing. They were practicing martial arts and, and watching a lot of martial arts film. And then a lot of them were getting some teachings of the Muslim uh, 5% nation and all that stuff. And that's pretty much what all they combined in their music. All the knowledge from that, along with the fact that they were doing a lot of angel dust and marijuana at that time and a lot of kung fu movies. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and like I was saying about the gore before we got into the music portion, uh, the only other real blood that you see in the movie... Um, there's a picture that's featured prominently on the wall near the beginning of the movie, uh, uh -huh. which is passed by by one of the minions. He kind of looks at it on the wall, then looks away, and looks at it again and walks off. Um, yeah. Then later on in the movie, they show the same picture when uh, when uh, Stephen Dorff's character, uh, Glenn, walks by it. And his entire family, he's sitting there still on the, on the, uh, on the bottom stoop, but the yeah. rest of his family is all... Just covered in blood and just leaning against each other dead. Uh, I think there's a lot of matter-of-fact stuff like, yeah, this is happening, going on throughout the entire movie. But I'm wondering if maybe this was just an extended nightmare of his. Just based off of some of the stuff that was going on near the end of the movie. Uh, it sounds like maybe even a shared nightmare between him, his sister, and... And Terry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm but then that would also have to include the Lee sisters and fucking, um, who else? What was the I don't know that, that the Lee with... sisters really even knew what was going on the entire movie. I mean, they definitely seemed affected during that whole portion, but when you get yeah. back to the end, they're just back to their old kind of weird, douchey, hey, the guys here are, are here. I, th I thought you'd just like that. No, get the hell out. Yeah. You, you, you know yeah, what we just went through. It's all right. I mean, you'd be, you, I mean... You can't really blame her for not wanting to deal with people after all that. Yeah. Well, she didn't really look like she wanted to deal with people during the entire movie. I mean, she skipped the beach to come home and hang with her brother. You know? Yeah. Went True. to the mall specifically to buy something for her brother. Yep. Well, she was a good kid. Yeah. She was a good so. kid, just in a time of a lot of peer pressure. And, uh... Basically told the Lee sisters to kind of eat shit at the end of the movie without necessarily yeah, saying it. Yeah, about fucking time. The entire movie, they're fucking, like... Treating her little brother like shit with fucking no excuse to. Yeah, because he was a good kid. Too. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Teenage girls, little brother, and they They're just not went even back. Related to him though. Why don't like, you suck on my nose till my head caves in? Like stuff like that, going yeah. back and forth to each other. It was. He, he well, was he was instigating as much as the little snot nosed kids, uh, teenagers were. They're not they met with him. Rude to him first. I think they met with they messed with him first. Yeah, they did. Every he had time. a thick skin about it. He was like, "Okay, mess with no, me. I'm, I'm coming I'm, back." I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. You, I'll tell you this. That tells you a lot about the difference in the times. All kids do now is whine, but back then this fucker wasn't a victim. He was a fighter. Right. And he just snapped back at him. <sighs> Where are all of our fighters? Where are they? where are they? Well, they're they're actually they exist. They're out there doing hobby horse competitions. We we grew up and, and, and got gray beards and stuff. I was actually showing him on the way in. Ran across a, a video on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, a ton of little girls. You know, like, teenage girls. In a hobby horse competition. Oh. Where they're literally going around and <laughs> jumping over 
dividers as if they were actually on a horse, oh but God. just on a hobby horse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. We got to see that. <laughs> that was, uh, well, that, that's, that's kids right now. I mean, just why? Why on hey, man, earth would you Kids subject- back then did some weird shit, too. So, like, every generation has their fucking weird shit. It's like ESPN 8. It's actually, it was an actual live event, you know. ESPN 8? I'm guessing. <laughs> it's not on 1, 2, or 3. You, you yeah, get no. down into the lower ESPNs and they start having, like, competitions for things that, like, this isn't a sport. Shooting well, dice and stuff. Yeah, right? You know? Shooting dice. Shooting dice. Silo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ski shooting. You know? Yeah. I mean, technically, that's a sport. You know, shoot yeah. off a clay pigeon and... Yeah. But it's not a sport that I'd want to watch on TV. You'd be surprised. I'm sure they have throw the horseshoe on ESPN 8. I wouldn't mind doing that particular sport. You know, going out and shooting clay pigeons. I don't want to participate in it. There's a lot of things that are fun to do, but not as fun to watch. The only question I've ever had about shooting clay pigeons... Hobie horse is, uh, Where does the bullet land? Yeah. I mean, they're obviously shooting off into the sky. Yeah. you got to do it in an area so that when the bullet comes back down... It's not going to fucking accidentally get someone. Right. They open outdoors out there in the, in the woods. That's where they usually do it, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I can think of it any other way, really. <laughs> We're going ski shooting. Skeet Ulrich, run! I'll tell you this. There's a lot of <laughs> things that are fun to do, but not as fun to watch. Hobby horse competition falls in that category because I was looking at it. And I was thinking, like, why, why do they do this? Now I haven't gotten a copy of it yet, and we have watched this particular movie. There is a sequel to The Gate, The Gate Two. Oh my God! Oh Lord! Which, done by the same director, still has a, uh, still has Terry in it. Oh my God! And it is supposed to be a rated R horror film. Yeah. Over the top, from what I've been told, just tons of gore in it. Okay. Okay, throughout throughout the entire movie. So what they were not allowed to do in this movie, they decided to do in spades in the next movie. Okay. <laughs> I feel... Alrighty then. I feel that they should have just kept it as the original, with not that much gore, a lot of st- scary shit happening, a lot of special effects. Just the same way, because... It worked well, uh, if only with the obsession yeah, of being, no, being I, so slow for so long before the super heavy shit started. Yeah, no, I definitely cringed a lot more at the goo than I would have at blood. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, the fucking goo, I can't. Because blood, <laughs> blood we were expecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you Wait, you, know, you face know it's and... a horror movie, you were expecting it's, it's blood It's this fucking like, white sludge. Yes, yeah. ectoplasm, mucus, yeah. whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it looks like pus. Yeah. Uh, uh, God. <laughs> I don't even want to hear the word. Uh. It was not appetizing, whatever it was. It wasn't. Not that I was eating while I was watching the movie. I was. Those that are too sensitive shouldn't watch it while shouldn't watch it while eating. I was eating. And I just uh, oh God, I can't do this anymore. I can't say that I was terribly grossed out by it, but I definitely wasn't expecting it. Yeah. No. Uh just to have this guy's face disintegrate and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Suddenly, because he went for the ice, that's normal, we'll, we'll have it. But then everything was like, Bleh. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I don't, I don't want to clean up after that mess either. Uh, 
<laughs> that was pretty crazy. The only, I mean, if you watch, if you watch the movie Back to Front, which we all did, uh, other questions that spring up are, uh, why isn't the house destroyed? Yeah. Like, these things have gone away. Why did all this damage go away, too? Is it all this fictional damage? Like, were they just sort of... Was it like a mass hallucination caused by these demons? And that's why, you know, the floorboards are back in place that fell away. And all the damage that had happened all around the house and outside of the house, it's all fixed. Those mushrooms in the 80s must have been crazy. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if the dog was the, if, if the dog passed away, I get that you're gonna have to explain to your parents that the dog passed away. But how about the massive, massive hole in the bottom of the, uh, at the bottom of the stairs? Yeah. Descending into hell. You explain that, that one to me. That was the gate. Hey, hey, guys, you know, we're gonna have to call so, and all uh, effects of the gate. We need to talk. Once the gate's closed, everything that was affected by the gate just goes back to normal. Yeah, that was probably the premise of it. Yeah. Seems it sounds a little reasonable, too, though. A little I too mean, neat and tidy. Yeah. Yeah, a little too much. There were things that happened there that should have been a little more disheveled then. But hey, it's the 80s. It's a movie in the 80s. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they broach the wound on the kid's hand at the end of the movie at all? I don't like, think so. Like, did he stab then, himself in the hand and then go about business? Yeah. <laughs> there were some goof, goof off there, like... The part with the... His parents the aunt, aren't questioning uh, why the there's geo. a giant fucking gash in his hand. Yeah. Right? I stabbed myself. <laughs> it happens. Well, now the kid's going to hospital. He's going to be held in 24-hour psychiatric care. He's yep. been cutting. Right. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. <laughs> uh, <shit>. Nowadays. <laughs> Throw beer on it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> vodka. Throw a little beer on it. Put a little some bit vodka. of dirt. Put some vodka on it. And let me smoke a cigarette right by you. <laughs> Walk it off, you little bitch. <laughs> Walk it off, bitch. We'll, we'll, we'll approach that word in a few minutes. Oh, uh. my God. <laughs> Don't even fucking get me started. How about that? Well, yeah, we're supposed to get you started. Exactly. All right, that's the point. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn fucking people. Those I, uh, bitches. Those cunts. <laughs> right. Why not that word? Exactly. All right. Well, that being I guess said, I, I guess I don't say that often. There's Final. your fucking sneak peek at tea time with honey. Right. Which we're going to approach after our sponsor. However, just before we do that, final words about the movie. It was a good movie for its time. It was very entertaining for its time. Yeah. I didn't care that it was so slow for so long before the heavy shit started, but the effects made up for it. I gotta say, for what they had at that time. The effects were top-notch, I, I have to say. I mean, I saw this for the first time back when I was, like, a teenager, and I was, like, living with my mom, and fucking... I don't know. She used to, like, go to Walmart and get movies out of the $5 bin at Walmart, and, like, this was among those movies, and fucking... I'm well, pretty sure I watched it, like, six times in the first time in the well, first week that we had it. Better that than <laughs> Steven Seagal, I will say. Okay. Very, very true. I, Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think I, I tolerated maybe the first three or four of Steven Seagal's movies, and then after that, it was just sort of... I can't yeah. take him seriously. It was like watching the same movie over and over again with different villains. As far as I'm concerned... After South like Park a, like, did their little fucking thing with him, on him, I just I can't take him seriously. For, for me, Steven Seagal is just uh, Eeyore with martial arts skills. Yeah. You know, you know what he is to me. I'm gonna kick you. You already know what he is to me. Yeah, I already know what he is to you. We we actually discussed this in the past. The James Bond uh, of rednecks, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he is. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. 
I do appreciate that you both uh, approached the movie, the, uh, talking about the movie is it was good huh, for first its time. time. Everybody, <laughs> it's for its time. For its time. For its was time. Good. Uh, however, right best. now it, it sucks ass. No, so, no, no I, I enjoyed. Listen, it. what I think is that probably now because there's more access to more that they could have done, the heavy shit could have would have started earlier. That would have, that would have yeah. been the only difference. But it wasn't a bad movie. No. Um, no. It was the horror version of the Goonies, we could say. Essentially. Uh, yeah, I, I would say horror version of the Goonies or the Explorers, maybe, well, something the Explorers, of that nature. something like that. But they were all, uh, all took place in the same place, like a house. Uh, in this movie, in the Goonies, they went mm, places. They were riding around in bicycles. It was like a biker gang. I was another, getting almost uh, like a poltergeist feel from it. Another good PG-13 horror movie from the 80s that we need to approach at some point is House. Yes. Oh, yeah. House. Wow. Which actually generated a few sequels of its own, but all wow, of which were very... I forgot to know all about that. Uh, yeah. That being said, we'll leave House where House is, and we're going to take a quick break for... No, not station identification, just sponsorship. There Things! These are the people that help us uh, make the pennies that we make. WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati! Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the sponsors are all done yipping and yapping. Actually, it's us yipping and yapping for the sponsors. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get to uh, our two favorite parts of the podcast here. Uh, segments for Miss B and Mr. Omar, starting with Tea with Honey. All right, Tea Time with Honey, guys! This week, we are going to talk about Massachusetts trying to ban the word bitch. What the fuck is that shit? Like, first of all, that goes completely against the whole freedom of speech thing. And the only reason fucking... I, I swear to God, the only reason that they're trying to ban the word bitch is because they're trying to cover something else up. Like, there's Definitely. something bigger going on. Yeah. Where the fuck... Someone call Shane Dawson! Yeah, there's no way from... There's a conspiracy it. going on right now. They're trying to fucking divert our attention to the whole banning the word bitch and banning fucking vape products, even though... We all know that the reason people are dying is because of black market THC cartridges. Right. That yeah, have pretty much. extra additives to thicken the solution, make it burn fat longer, and this shit is giving people fucking lung diseases and killing them. True. But, like, alright, so, like, chime in on this, guys! Fucking. Okay. Hey, what? all you have to do is tell me when to talk. Yeah, no, fucking get in. Uh, Go! I I actually, uh, kind of in your court there, I believe it's uh, been a smoke and mirrors. Uh, where there's a lot of things that have been happening lately that yeah. feels more like smoke and mirrors. Like, we don't pick our battles anymore, I guess. We're, we're, we're actually just... Just jumping on bandwagons, on little bandwagons of things that really ain't even merit that all that fighting, I feel. Because really, it will take somebody really stupid not to... Like, when I said it... You all said, yep, yeah, that's definitely it. It can't be anything else. Like, you have to be really stupid to think this shit is legit. Yeah. Another thing that's, like, trying to pop up as a distraction is people freaking out over feminine products having the female symbol on on the packaging. Why? Really? Yeah. Why? They're, they're trying... People are trying to get the, the, like, female gender symbol removed from feminine products because... 
Let me tell you this. It's, it's non-inclusive to the trans community and to non-binaries. Well, but 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 trans but trans community. If you're gonna use a female product as a transgender person, say a guy that is in that a woman that's in the body of a guy, that still should not offend you because that's who you feel you are, right? Yeah. What like are pe- we... people are freaking the fuck out and like, oh, these people are just fucking. They're they're just like crying because. I'm gonna tell you this. Men are stupid. Yeah, I'm no. all for keeping that symbol there because I might buy something that's meant for something else that it shouldn't be me buying it for myself. Honestly, I don't think I've ever looked at a box of tampons or a box of pads and been like, oh, this symbol is fucking who I am and fucking framed it and put it on my wall. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It do- Like, it's so far from important. Like, we don't need that female set. We know what the products are for. Just but fucking, it's also like, no reason to be bothering anybody. Exactly. Like, why the fuck are people freaking the fuck out, of, out over this? Like, it. Like, you know honestly, what? we're yeah. we're in new time. We're in new times. Fucking, it's a new day and age. People are coming out and identifying as whatever all kinds of different, whatever the fuck they want to be, and that's totally fucking fine. We don't need fucking the the female symbol on feminine products. It's just it's not necessary. Okay. It's true. I agree. Uh, the thing with that, I feel, I feel is that, for example, men. I think they should have that more for men for than example, anybody, man. anybody else. See, I just gave you an example by why it's necessary. Just the fact that I said, for example, men. We are kind of stupid, honestly. It's not something <laughs> like and, and and I hope some man get offended and say some shit to me. We know we are. I don't know if we should be using an example here. Just, I think I it is. An, so. a, 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 listen, <laughs> I will buy some ta- some some pads, some female uh, pads, thinking it's gauze. If it probably didn't say it clearly that it is what it is, just because of the picture. I am. I am honestly telling you, certain things are there more for certain people than for others. Yeah. Like. Okay. So, honestly. Seeing products, seeing period products for a trans guy is with like the female symbols or just women on the packaging. Like it's, it's kind of a slap in the face to trans men and non-binaries. And I can see it from their point of view, but I also like, I can see how people are like, oh, why the fuck does it matter? It honestly, it doesn't matter. It That's matter. the whole fucking point. It shouldn't be There's, that big of a deal. It's not, it's not a big deal. That's the thing. Fucking like, like, we don't need the symbol to fucking know what the products are and what they're for. Yeah. There's it's a whole like fucking says, aisle for them. It's not like it says on the packaging. This is meant only for women. Do exactly. not use this if you are. Bu, 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 bu. Exactly. Not exactly. only women get their periods, and that's fucking fact. Sorry, guys. It is true. I. Well, I'm getting back to where we started here. There near the beginning. Yeah. Um. I. Think that we're we're in a actually very dangerous time in our country. Um. Well. Let, let me finish. <laughs> I, I know what you're gonna. I, you, you have something to say. I'll let, I'll let you talk in a sec. No, I, no. And I, I understand to... why this times have been. I actually agree with you. But there's we also are so much more to it. It's a lot of influencers, a lot of friggin' Instagram, Facebook, fucking models out there. People using what would be their influence for probably the stupidest fucking stuff that I've ever seen on the face of the planet. Yep. Definitely. And we are. 
picking fights and arguing about trivial things while ignoring the real the problems that are right in front of us. Yeah. And so we sit here and we dig in about the fucking female symbol on a box of pads. Or we sit there and we dig in about vaping being an issue or somebody calling somebody a bitch or whatever. Yep. You know what? Bitch, please. <laughs> uh, fucking focus on what the fucking problem is. Because if you're going to all just sit out there and start chiming in on, hey, you know, I think that you're you're absolutely incorrect, that that you you should be able to you should be able to, you know, put the female symbol on these pads or or I think you're incorrect. You should take that off because it's insulting to people that are transgender or non binary. You know what? We we've there's things that, that we should fight about and there's things that just leave it the fuck be. Yeah. Because it's not that big of a fucking deal. It's if you're not. butt hurt over a symbol on a fucking box of pads, I'm sorry, you're part of the fucking problem. Oh, the word bitch. <laughs> the, okay. the word bitch, yeah. Bitch can be used so many fucking different ways. Honestly! Uh, honestly, it, it started at, at being a word where you described a female dog. A female dog is a bitch. That's and then I mean, slowly, that's what, that's what like we wonderful human beings, we wonderful English-speaking idiots do, <laughs> we take perfectly innocuous words and we turn them into fucking cuss words. Mm-hmm. You know? We take things that should not be insulting and we use them as an we use them in an insulting manner. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody gets up in arms. Oh my god, I can't believe you said the word bitch. Yeah. What you what? Know, what my I feel, mother. <laughs> what I feel makes this times so dangerous is the 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 whole reverse psychology of apathy nowadays. Yeah. Because you have this whole groups of people, these separate little cliques like in high school, waiting for something to be offended about. But the minute something actually happens, nobody does shit. Everybody pulls out their phone and start recording the shit happening instead of helping stopping the shit that's happening. So here's a good rule, set of rules to live by. Number one, if there is something offensive going on, does it have to do with you specifically? If it doesn't, butt the fuck out. If... There is something offensive going on. Look at it for a minute. Is it a world-ending issue? Is if a, not... Is, is it a life-changing issue? It's probably least? best to just leave yeah. it between the people that it belongs to and butt the fuck out. Exactly. You know? There it, are things, of course, that we all should voice about because, of course, if we don't say something because it's not a problem, we're next. But there are things, like this thing, that doesn't merit all this hoopla. The word bitch... For real? How, do you really think we're that stupid not to think, not to see what you're trying to do here? Yeah. Okay. Getting on subject but off subject at the same time. My uh, my dress, son dress is dress up, dress down. My son is a is a transgender male. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's coming into his own thing. I'm letting him be who he wants to be. I. Yeah. Uh, at his own pace. I don't feel. Like if I woke up one day and decided to say I'm a man, I'm gonna be a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be cisgender straight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you can say that. That's a thing. Uh, I don't feel anybody should yell at me for being that way. I don't feel anybody should yell at my son for being, you know, what yeah. he wants to be in life. It's this is how you feel comfortable. This is what you feel comfortable with being. This is how you feel 
I mean, you shouldn't it be. Is, it okay, is, it is, I'm getting off track. Is, my brain just. No, but that's the thing. It is your right to be who you are as much as it is his right to be who he is. Yeah. I just and, don't understand and, the and, hate. And, and, and you shouldn't, and nobody should, nobody should have a say on what, the why, why, or how do you approach your own personal identity. Yeah. That is the problem with, with so many people. That's the thing, though. It's all about fucking control. That, like, people want to be able to control the things that they don't understand. Because the things they don't understand fucking they, scare they, them. They hate, they hate, exactly. That's where the hate comes from. It's right. from confusion from and right. lack I, of understanding. <laughs> that's, where exactly. my, that's where my hatred for people I don't understand comes from. Yes. No. <laughs> it, it's just from willful ignorance. I... So they don't have want issues to with ignorant people. You said the magic word, willful ignorance. Because whatever I cannot understand, I try to learn about it. That's the thing. Most of these people nowadays, they don't care to do the research. They don't care to learn about the people that they actually fucking are trying to exterminate. There's a lot of things, like, for example, about your kid. Right. Before I could voice an opinion on it, I read a lot on it. Like, because, like I said, not something I understand. I want to know. I'm not going to just talk shit out my ass yeah. without knowing what I'm talking about. I could quote the Bible at that, and that's my problem with religious people. And that's where now, the, the kids that were taunting your son right. a couple weeks ago... But I'm not going to step in for Alex. Exactly. I'm not gonna, Alex can defend himself. He's Alex, a strong Alex kid. Got, but but you know himself. what I'm talking about, right? I pretty much refrain from voicing an opinion on something. Because I honestly know nothing about it. And that's what you're I supposed tell, to do. I, could, if you don't I have... could say it now because I read on it enough to say, you know, my opinion on this is this kid should be respected to do whatever the hell, just like you should be respected for your identity. Let's just say tomorrow you come out of skate. You deserve I... my respect as much as me for being straight. So all you men out there, as you heard, uh, I'm coming out as gay tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not really, but... <laughs> It's not a great loss to the gay community Man, if I don't come out as gay. I, w- I wish I wish I'd known. <laughs> well, I wish I would have known. I would have cued the music. Actually, I'm sorry. So, you could say cue the music, and I don't know why the first thing that popped into my head was like 70s porn music. <laughs> that says a lot. That's how I'm coming out. Without saying so much. <laughs> a little bit of 70s porn music is my bad. But yeah, this whole thing with the word bitch, please. Bitch, please relax. It's a it's a smoke screen they're throwing. Nobody, oh, nobody, yeah. nobody's really that stupid that they're not gonna see what you're trying to do here. There's they're, some larger shit going on, and they don't want us to know about it, so they're fucking trying to distract us, and it's working. And that's the fucking problem. It's fucking working. Yeah. What are we talking rolling. about we right keep, now? We We're talking rolling. about this fucking bullshit. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Fuck the fuck the bitch thing. Yeah. I'll say bitch if I want to say bitch. I don't use the word because ten the tendency to use that word usually is followed by. Right in the head. Yeah, exactly. Tell a bitch. (laughs) You know, if I call a guy a bitch, I'm going to get smacked in the head. I call a girl a bitch, I'm going to get smacked in the head. I say bitch, please. Maybe not so much. But it's going to start an argument. I use variations (laughs) of bitch for everything. Here's a problem. Some of us are pretty sarcastic. You call me a bitch, I'm like, and not just any bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a good bitch or a bad bitch? Oh, I'm a mean bitch. (laughs) Anyway... No, it's it's definitely a smokescreen. There's so yeah. many bigger issues out there to discuss, and there are so many bigger issues to focus on, and I think that 
I think it's a worrisome thing that our government, the people that run the show, are doing their best to throw up as many smoke and mirrors shows as they can to keep us focused on things that just really don't mean anything when it comes right down to it. Yeah, just impeach him. We're not falling for that shit. Well, think about it, though. All the people that are trying to... All the people that actually need to be in place to impeach, you know, uh, Sweet Potato Hitler there... Uh, Sweet Potato Hitler! To quote one of my favorite comedians, Mr. Christopher Titus... I love uh, it. All the people that need to be in place are all kind of that part of that 1%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or if you're Republican, if you're part of the Independent Party. If you're rich, you're part of it. There, there's very few people that are stepping up right now that are outside of basically lifelong political games. You know, they're, they're, they come almost everybody comes from a political family in one way or another that are already currently involved and elected. Yeah. Uh, that's not by... All that old money. That's not by anything other than, you know, design. That's yeah. how it's designed. That's Yeah, that's how it's set up. We Definitely. are made to believe that this smoke and mirrors show is the way that life's supposed to be. We're supposed to, hey, look over here to your left. We've got this issue. And by the way, there's something else going on behind your head over here. Yeah. You know? Hashtag, hashtag shit on yourselves challenge. Mm. All that is smoke and mirrors. Uh, and it's sad. And I'm, I'm hoping that, that, you know, whoever's listening right now, the part of the 30 people that listen to us in podcast form. All 30 of you, we love you, or by the, the way. Uh, the many people that listen to us on TikTok and on Facebook are actually listening, and, and maybe you'll, you'll look you'll look away from the listening, smoke and mirrors for a little listening bit. Listening and taking heed. Pay attention to that hand that's doing shit behind your back while they're throwing bitch up in your face. Yeah. Right? Pay attention, bitch! They're out here acting like we're not going to scream cunt in their face. Y'all beautiful bitches, pay attention to what's really going on. Yeah. Please. Because it's going to be a bitch on me. Bitch! <laughs> bitch! Right. Okay. So. All uh, right. We're going to move on to the, the, the soundtrack F- anarchy the, portion the, of our podcast. The FCC is going to fight us for saying bitch. Somewhere. See, there you go. <laughs> well, podcasts aren't FCC regulated right now. Yet. Beautiful. God willing, yeah. they will not be. Let's get our time in while we can. So, uh, for Soundtrack Anarchy this week, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, basically because uh, the year the year of this movie today, uh, The Gate, the year is very special to me, 1987. 1987, I was 13 in 87. Man. I'm old as fuck. I wasn't even uh, born. No, you were probably not even a twinkle in your daddy's eye in 1987. Nope. But yeah, I was 13. It was a great year. But there was a very good movie that... Um, I love the movie. Very powerful message to it. But then the soundtrack, because the movie had great music to it, but when I listen to the soundtrack, it's still to this day something I... When I want to play music loud, this is one of the soundtracks I listen to. It's the movie Less Than Zero with Robert Downey oh Jr. Oh my God. All right. Yes. Okay, sorry. So, I love that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Incredible movie. Probably one of Robert Downey Jr.'s best dramatic performances. And one of the reasons why I feel like uh, Mr. Andrew McCarthy there is severely underused yeah. as an actor. Yeah. He got pigeonholed in, in, in comedies as sort of the straight guy and just... Yeah. He should be doing more still. So so one of those, one of those movies that really gets to you and stays with you, uh, Less Than Zero... 
The soundtrack is crazy. The variety of music is crazy. As a hip-hop head, I appreciated that they put Public Enemy in there with Bring the Noise. Um, from their It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Those Back album, he made that soundtrack. If you ever heard LL Cool J, I'm going back to Cali's in that movie too, so... Great hip-hop representation. They show, they show some, some greats. Um, but the highlight of that to me is the Bangles version of A Hazy Shade of Winter. Yes. Incredible. The way they did that, they pulled that off where if I'm going to choose, I'm sorry to say, between the original and this one, I choose this one because of the really hardcore energy to it. If anybody hasn't heard it, go hear the Bangles, A Hazy Shade of Winter. It gets intense up in there. I love that song. Um, but you also had Glenn Danzig, a uh, big highlight of the soundtrack. Um, it's like early, early Danzig. And he was early Danzig, but it was still Danzig and Danzig, Danzig on that one. Right. Um, the song is uh, basically the title track to the movie. It's You and Me Less Than Zero. Great, great song. You also had uh, good old Joan Jett and the Blackhearts in that. In the soundtrack, um, you have Slayer had a version of In Agata da Vida. Really? In Agata da Vida. Slayer? Yeah. In the soundtrack, there's a version Slayer of Slayer. doing a little Iron Butterfly dance. Yeah, you should you should look that up because it's on YouTube. I've, I, I put it on all the time. But they, they killed it. Okay, I loved the movie, but I ha I guess I knew nothing about the soundtrack. Yeah, great, great, great soundtrack. When I saw the movie was 87, I didn't have to look much further, and I that was it just came to me for that soundtrack. Anybody hasn't watched the movie, it's a very strong message about addiction, but the soundtrack, the energy of everything and how well-balanced it is because it has different genres coming together on this. You had some metal, some rock, some R&B, Orange Juice Jones is on there. You had some pop with the Bangles. Roy Orbison had a had a son there. Sid, say that. Oh, I don't mean to interrupt. I know you're still doing stuff here, uh, but I mean when you're talking about like. the Bangles, like for me, the Bangles were always synonymous with like walk like an Egyptian, pop like, stuff, pop stuff, yeah. and that song didn't feel like their atypical stuff. No, at it all. It didn't feel like. Because the bangle was kind of a response to the Go-Go's. I don't know if you remember right. the Go-Go's I remember back the then. Go-Go's. That was kind of what the bangles was. Belinda Carlisle. Until they did that. When they did that, to me, they pretty much vindicated themselves as real musicians. Right. Because you can hear, like, they really went in and they put their ass into it. Unfortunately, you didn't hear a whole lot of them after that. Like, the bangles no, because kinda... they, didn't, they, they didn't do a whole bunch of stuff. I think uh, I think like the last thing that you really heard from them was what Eternal Flame. Eternal Flame. So but, they went from Hazy Shade of Winter to Eternal but that, Flame. But that was, was like, super pop too, like just like walking. It, it was like a lost song, kind of matching walk like an Egyptian. I think the one song that they really show who they were was that that uh, right Hazy Shade of Winter, their version that they did. Kind of makes me want to like kind of dive into their deep catalog to see if anything they must else have they some, did. They must have some crazy stuff like punk rock sound and stuff because that's what that felt like when they when they start like that that when I heard that I was like ooh and even then because I remember then I was really digging for records but I was always had an ear on the newer stuff 
when I heard that the first time, I was like, "Ooh, this is something." Wait. Yeah, I like to say I, like, I want to say that that particular song, "Hazy Shade of Winter," kind of gave me goosebumps a bit. Like yeah, when I first that, heard it. That song was yeah because of the energy too and the way they sung it, the the way they harmonized it, it felt like the song was made for them rather than. Probably not the most masculine thing that I can say. Hey, the the uh, Bengals gave me goosebumps. You know? <laughs> the Bengals gave you goosebumps. Those Bengals, though. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love right? it. But please, didn't wear Bengals, but I like the Bengals. You want to listen to the soundtrack, but please make sure you listen. You listen to it at a time and environment when you are allowed to turn it up loud, so you can really appreciate it. It is a great soundtrack. I recommend it. I recommend the movie too, but listen to that soundtrack. Oh, of course. I've watched the movie. It's like a, a mainstay for me. Yeah. Like, that's movie. something I think I watch at least once a year. I haven't watched it this year yet, but it really feels like a New Year's Eve kind of movie for me. You know? Definitely. Oh, wait. Are you doing that one? No, I'm pretty sure we already did that one. Okay. So, we, we've. Uh, I'm not trying to cut you off there you can keep talking if you if you really want to talk some more about it but i am moving in and uh setting out the cards no. for no 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 the, by all uh, means but do run go listen to the soundtrack it's amazing um like when i see 87 as far as non-hip-hop stuff that soundtrack is what i think of musical wise pardon my meaty hands here getting into the camera we got one more one more your meaty hands. Yes. Well, I'm like right in the camera here passing out cards. I think we already did this one and too. And my meaty hands are right no. taking cards. Okay. That one we have not done. And that sounds weird. <laughs> Just because we did a couple of movies about priests doesn't mean we did that. I kind of like this. Hey, man. You never know. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. I'm pretty sure we've done a couple of uh, culty things. I'm sure it's a rich topic. <laughs> that there's more, there's more to it that we could do. I'm positive. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the first one anyway, we're going to go ahead and slide into our pitch storm portion of the podcast. We always have a little bit of fun with this near the end, just to kind of send things out on a mild note. Sometimes not so mild, we get in some touchy subjects on occasion. Uh, <laughs> we should just say the word bitch a lot for, yeah, right? uh, for the rest of the podcast, just to make those people. <laughs> and normally I would toss the one of the cards that I've got in here to the side, but I'm going to leave it in here just to annoy Miss B this time around. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, why don't you each pass me one card? We're not going to know what's going with what here. And we got this one. And we got this one. All right. And... I think this sounds good right here. You're gonna you're gonna look at me and you're gonna you're gonna hate me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're already, you're I already, already do. not liking you very much. Right? I already hate you right now. All right, so our pitch storm for the day is a mad scientist creating a creature from all of the hottest corpses struggles with a plan. <laughs> struggles, a, sorry, struggles to plan a huge wedding and keep their entire extended family happy. Is he marrying that creation? The director's notes to this is, how about we add some more incest here? That stuff is always sexy. Oh, <laughs> come on! <laughs> come on! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. West Virginia is so relative. Michael Scott is the scientist. Michael Scott? Michael Scott from The Office. Okay, so yes. we're going we're gonna to do the B-listers on the next one. Yeah. Okay. 
So he, Michael Scott is the mad yeah, scientist. Yeah, Michael Scott looks crazy enough to do that. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm picturing here. So we got Michael. We got Michael Scott. That's uh, Steve Carell. Yep. Okay. So we got a mad scientist creating a creature from all of the hottest corpses. Okay. I'm guessing this is who he's going to marry? Yes. Okay. So... Because Jan fucked him over. Okay. So we basically <laughs> we basically got a mad scientist creating a Frankenhooker kind of thing yeah. going on here. Um, and... <laughs> no, because, like, all I can hear in fucking in my head is, where are all the hot people? I was told there are going to be all these attractive singles... And as far as I can see, I'm the hottest person here. That sounds like... Yeah. That's exactly what Michael said in one of the episodes. Yeah. But then again, Except when you for say in this that you it, felt like this is something this fucker will say. Except for in this case, he, he's in a funeral parlor. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's... Okay, there you go. So he's a mad scientist whose day job is a mortician at a funeral parlor. And he is basically cherry-picking parts from people he is knows is not going to have an open-casket funeral. Yeah. He is making himself a wife because no person on the face of the planet, this it's guy is perfect. so off-putting yep. that nobody's going to marry him. And I, I, I don't want to say that you, you really make him look any different. He needs to just be very somber, slick his hair back, and just be just very pasty-faced. Just white pallor, no personality at all. And so he figures, I'm going to make myself a wife. And he invites his entire family because they're all surprised this guy's getting married. Just yep. genuine surprise. Wait, hold on a minute. Mort's getting married? <laughs> there you go. We're going to call him Mort. Mort the Mortician. Yes. So, Bob's Burgers? Just to make a goof. Yeah. Is that a Bob's Burgers thing? That's a Bob's Burgers thing. Oh, no. It okay, is. we got to do is. something else. I don't want to copy someone else. Mort. Let's uh, <laughs> just... Uh, Mort and Mort. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to do a pun now. <laughs> I don't want to make anything too punny. We'll get back to his name. Martin. All right. Plenty so his extended family. I feel like this guy is a new, like a New England resident. And <laughs> he is, oh, of, course, of course, he has decided that he has pitched his entire family to the wind. He does. He doesn't want anything to do with them. But now that he's getting married, he is to this woman who he's pieced together from head to toe. Oh wow! And I've got a woman. He's not going. He's not looking for a youngin here. He's not. He's not looking for some teenage bumpkin or whatever. I like Maria Bello. For okay. the woman that he he pieced together, Maria Bello. You you don't know Maria Bello? Uh, Have you seen Coyote Ugly? The no. woman who runs the bar in Coyote Ugly. I yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. Uh, she was on this been show on ER. in Prime. She was on the show in Prime uh, with with uh, Billy Bob. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the show? That he's a lawyer. Uh, I know what you're talking about too. I, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I actually uh, find her super sexy. I know who she is. So Maria Bello is going to be be the pieced together woman. Okay. Um, his family, she's on like, the she's other like, hand... She's like grown-up woman. Sexy. Yeah. His family, this is why he left his family, is an amalgamation of every horrible thing that you could think of, every stereotypical thing you could think of about the Bible Belt. Okay? From the extremely Christian... Like, I want to talk, like, religious cult Christian parents. Yep. Okay. And he has 12 siblings. Okay. Every single one of them girls except for him. <laughs> okay. Um, and they've all married, like, they, they, they're they varying, varying degrees of between... Successful marriages, yeah. We have successful marriages, but then it goes, it sort of goes down, so from... 
from we get the the first sister, the oldest sister, and she is like a socialite. So she is like high society socialite kind of that kind of southern yeah. bumpkin, a southern belle. All right. All the way down to the youngest sister who is just absolute white trash. <laughs> like through and through like okay. I'm born and bred in a tin can kind of white trash. Born and bred in a tin can. Yeah, basically a tuna can on wheels. Uh so we're gonna oh. go from A to B here. Oh my god, the the fucking the the youngest sister should be the chick that fucking ah uh, the chick from Shameless. Oh, the oh what do I know her name too? Shameless. See, there you go. This is why we use Google. The for this Google. 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 Bring Google. me the Google out of that. Uh, What's her real name? Oldest sister has to be a little older. Older sister. Older sister has to be a little older than her. Yeah. Uh, him. Uh, he was born, like, maybe third. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so a lot of them are younger than him. And mom mom and dad are still very, very frisky. So we've got... We got I, I like... Uh, I like Terry Bradshaw for the dad. Yeah. Okay. We're looking at pictures right now, uh, which you can't see on the podcast, but... Uh, Emily, Emily Rossum. Emily Rossum. Em, oh, Emily uh, Rosum? Rosem? Yeah, she she looks the part. Okay. Definitely okay. looks the so part. So she's the youngest sister. Yep. Which I guess would fit uh, her persona, you know, from yeah. Shameless I'll, anyway. I will definitely say. She's, was Fiona. She, was she, she a little Fiona. Was she a little trashy yeah. and shameless? I yes. think my sister said oh, she very. was, like that whole very. family. Are you kidding not, me? Not, not a little. She's very trashy. So I'm thinking, like, the, the dad is Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Terry Bradshaw is the dad through and through. I can't really, <laughs> I can't think of the mom off the top of my head, though. Hmm. Can you picture Terry Bradshaw as, as Steve Carell's dad? Really? Kind of. I mean... Probably. Okay. We'll find a way to make it. So, yeah. Southern Belle Socialite. Well, we'll, we'll figure out the mom in a minute. Southern okay. Belle Socialite, sister. Who do we want for that? Since she has to be a bit older, or at least a little older, or around the same age as Steve Carell, because he was, like, born third. These kids were like back to back to back, and then when we get near the end, like there's a little bit of distance between the kids, like in a couple of years. We, we could yeah. get a we could get a country singer that doesn't need to make <clears throat> up the accent anymore. Faith Hill. There you go. There you go. We have Faith go. Hill as the as the country socialite. We could just have the couple there. Faith Hill, Tim McGraw as the country socialites. Yeah. There you know. Yeah. High society. Cause yeah, the first thought in my head, like I like to play people against type. And this one yeah, guy... Yeah, but that, those, those could go on type. Right. Because the other guy, if we're talking about like a straight-out comedy, the other guy I like here, because I don't know about Tim McGraw's acting chops. I know he's been <laughs> in a couple of movies. But like across from Faith Hill, I'd like to see Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Trying to pull off a socialite role with a southern accent. Hmm. No. Because I could see that. I could see that being like she's Educating just, to she's watch. a socialite, but she's got a douchey husband. Yeah. Just a complete douche for a husband. Probably both socialites. Right. Oh, that's why they have socialites. But we could we could do Tim McGraw. I don't know about his acting chops, but give him a shot. All right. Uh, and we got younger really sister. Have to do much if you think about it. Younger sister married uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Mm. Okay. And who is Giovanni Ribisi in this case? Well, he's the, uh, the, so the younger sister, the white trash, yeah. the, the one that's absolute white trash. Like I said, it kind of degrades as we go along, yeah. so you have the socialite, then you got some pretty successful marriages. Van der is a great actor. He could do anything, I think. Once you get to those last couple of kids, you can tell the parents just wouldn't, I don't give a fuck what they do. 
you know, yeah. <laughs> they just I, do what I, they I do. Time they just exhausted with all this. I, don't, I haven't got any money for you either. You just go. Yeah. What are we gonna do about college? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask your sister. I already spent all that money up there. Yeah. Uh, and look at what she did. Right. <laughs> all right. You like anybody else for this movie? Hmm. <laughs> don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to think like I, some people that we should pepper in there. People that have done Southern kind of well. I think we should have Jason Lee in there somewhere. Yeah. Because he did the the whole Earl thing. I like uh, I like uh, what's her name there. Uh, it's not Jamie King. Uh, the one that played his wife. Oh, Jamie Presley. Yeah. yeah. Jamie Presley, I Jamie like. Presley. I also kind of like the idea of uh, Kevin Nash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash just being like one of the younger sisters' husband. Like, she married some guy that she's like this little thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he is like up here. <laughs> and he, she is the one. Oh, the chick that, um. Oh, God. She's the one sister that the dad doesn't like. Okay. Because. This is the point where the mom went off and had an affair with somebody else and had this kid. Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking somebody kind of short. You see one of the younger sisters, the new black? huh? You seen Orange Is the New Black? I've yeah. seen Orange Is the New Black. Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh That's my God! <laughs> you can do Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Why do I? Nah. I know who she is. I'm trying to remember the, the name. The meth head girl. Yeah, with no I know. Teeth. I'm trying to remember what her name is. We'll find her in a minute. I knew her name too. That's the problem. I've seen like all every season of. They go her Pansatucky. Right. That, she's that's super a... super redneck, super country, super trash. What pro- well, Tiffany Doggett. Tiffany oh. Doggett. Tiffany Doggett. Okay. Well, that's okay. not her real name. That's her character's name. Right. No. Uh, that's who played Pansatucky. No. 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 That, I don't that's think so. her. That's her character's like real name. But oh, not, that's the character's real name? That's not the actress's name. That's not the actress's <laughs> No. you got to find the actor's name. Oh, there you go. Right. She, I know who that is. Just Yeah, she fits it. She fits it. you gotta, you got to give me a name, man, or else my brain is going to cramp up. <laughs> okay, I am like, I'm having like a serious mental aneurysm right here. Pensatucky actor. Who plays uh, It's like a name that I should know. Taring Manning. There you go. The fact that I did not think of that myself, you know, it just she did Pensatucky so good that in this other pictures or of the Pensatucky shit looks like Pensatucky trying to blend in with yeah right (laughs) right that's how good she did this thing. So she's married to Kevin Nash. Yeah. Okay, I I can see that she's a short little thing and he's like. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm just trying to think of how this movie would go. We could kind of fit people in here and there as we go along, but of course we've got our we've got our mortician who who's got a sort of a back room in his uh, so his house his funeral parlor is his home and it is also in the basement where his he carries lab. his uh, experiments yep. on his okay. lab. Uh, he needs to have an assistant, somebody that works there but doesn't quite know what he's doing. Hmm. Hmm. Because he's not by himself in this. He's just kind of... Well, sir, I, I put this all together, but she seems to be missing an arm. Why is there an arm gone? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it was an accident. Horrible backstory, which doesn't really fit, but he kind of believes him because he needs a job. The whole mortician thing kind of kills this. Right? 
Oh, is that the next one that you had? <laughs> yep. Okay, we're getting a preview of the of the uh, next movie, our, our uh, B-lister movie. This is going to be all B-listers. Yeah. Which is going to be a little bit more difficult to do, but... Hmm. Who do we want for this guy? Okay, I like... You know who I like for, for uh, Mort's... Because I'd like to see these two guys act across from each other. So, uh, our mortician. I don't. I keep calling him Mort. We'll just stick with Mort the mortician for right now, even though I'm kind of ripping off Bob's Burgers. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, fresh out of prison, this guy spent a lot of time in prison, needed a job, nobody would hire him. He is not a young guy. But he is funny as fucking hell, and he can do some pretty damn good work when you, just, when you let the, the cuffs off him. Danny DeVito. Okay. Danny DeVito kind of he runs the he runs the face of the funeral parlor because yeah. Mort he has no personality at all. So he's the guy that kind of is the face of he's kind of a schmoozer. He's kind of the car salesman. Yeah, I like DeVito for that. You know, the backlot car salesman of of uh, I mean, morticians. I was kind of thinking the guy that played Bucky Barnes in um. Avengers? Yes. Okay, I could see him too. Yeah. As like this fucking messy little. Head. He's not little. He's a big guy. Oh. He... Okay, I mean, he would he would dwarf uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he a, he's, a, he's a big he's guy. Pretty tall, Oh, maybe he could work there too. Maybe he's like he lugs the, he lugs these things around for these guys. He's yeah. Sort of like a strong, silent kind of lurch guy. Okay. <coughs> so he works for them. It's uh, Sebastian Stan. So, okay, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan. He does he does all the dirty work for Mort. So he's the only one that knows what Mort's doing. Okay. The face of everything. The guy, the car salesman, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just acting as the face of the funeral parlor while Mort does his thing. No questions they, asked. What are you doing they, down they, there? They, what's they, all they that call, noise? They call him salesman. Yeah. Okay. The one time that Danny DeVito figures out what's going on, the time this is going to get him killed in the movie. Okay. So Danny DeVito already thinks that he gets killed. So he does something, chokes Danny DeVito out, puts him in a in a on a slab in one of his. Uh, well, he really did die. Right. No, he didn't die. This 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 comes no, back to to haunt him court. later on in the movie. Oh. So he, he 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 chokes him out, thinks he kills him, and he didn't kill him. He's still he's still in the morgue. Uh, got well not morgue. I don't know what you call the the slabs, the refrigeration unit. Yeah. Uh, like the thing in, in the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fridge. He, the fridge. To complete the process, to be able to, the mad scientist, to complete the process, you need a fresh head. You need to kill somebody immediately and transplant that onto the body. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and start everything up. Fast. So, this happens in the middle of the night. He basically kidnaps Maria Bello, drags her down there. You know, so we have comedic moments, but we also have some outright weird-ass shit going on, too. Drags Mm -hmm. him into the basement, drags her into the basement and proceeds to do all this. Doesn't realize... That Danny's upstairs, you know, basically doing the books or whatever. There you go. Okay. Hmm. I like, we're just... I like fleshing out like the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I see that. You just... Uh, I really feel hmm. like the whole wedding should be held in the funeral parlor, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Like, Are you kidding me? Mo- yeah. More it's the only place he can afford. that doesn't like to go out. It's the only place he can afford. Well, it's the only place he's comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like, he tries to go out in public to do things every once in a while, but he's always so uncomfortable, like one of those people that doesn't like to be touched. Yep. Because he spends too much time in there that he's grown comfortable with everywhere else. Yeah. So, but when he is with this corpse, this thing that he's trying to reanimate, he is like the most loving and passionate guy to the point of weirdness, almost necrophilia. 
it's kind of weird, you know? Well, that's what it will be. I mean, De- technically, it technically, yeah. technically is this reanimated necrophilia, but, you know, he's basically having sex with Frankenstein. Yep. Frankenstein's bride, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now I'm trying to think of where it would progress from there. So he gets all of his relatives up there. And then he removes the veil while they're fucking at the altar and everyone's just like, what the fuck is that thing? And she just turns it... (laughs) I want to say that she acts fairly normally. Has a couple of ticks here and there. But because he... The dress... I like that, though. Yeah! That should be like a nightmare that he has. This is going to happen. I I say it it goes so much worse. Okay. So I I say... I say uh, she fucking, like, loses her shit and fucking goes on a killing spree and fucking... Everybody ends up dead. I was saying that she starts losing things. Okay, I like, like starts I like, falling apart. I like dropping things. So you're you're going sort of a like a comedy horror route. We, yeah. We, 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 actually, I like that a little bit better because like I was thinking like she starts they start going through the process and losing body and then, parts. like body parts start falling off, and he's just like picking it up, putting <laughs> it back on. What the hell's going on? You know, they're all kind of turning to each other. But I actually like your idea better than just a fucking mad rampage. Like, yeah. She starts showing signs of, like, ticks as she's going through. And he's like, oh, this is fine. It's it's totally cool. Like, she'll be good. We're going to get married and be happy. happy Happily ever after. Have babies. I don't know how like, this uh, bitch is going to have his kids. But. <laughs> he said that. One. Yeah. One. <laughs> I like one tick. Like, one of the one of the husbands has, like, a fucking bulldog. Like, a, not a bulldog, uh, like a, a pit bull. Yeah. For a dog that's just this mean thing. And then she, she, it barks at her and she bites it. And yeah. And for the rest of the movie, it's just terrified of her. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Your, your wife bit my dog. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Well, I mean... Well, he barked first. Exactly. He yeah. came at Show her. dominance. Self-defense. True. You know? Dog barked at her, she bit him. I don't, I don't know Show dominance, say. man. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's just you gotta have a whole lot of just funny just she's yeah. a corpse there's yeah. so much that you could do with you it you could even have parts fall off and he's like ushering her out of the room like a exactly. foot falls off she's like she alright yeah she stubbed her toe yeah. like, lost a toe but you know during the wedding ceremony she finally fucking like cracks and then fucking I think that people start freaking out and somehow like the doors get locked or some shit like accidentally mm-hmm. it's just like the entire murder scene in or massacre scene is just fucking hilarious and there's fucking, that, like, there's, like, upbeat music going on in the background and shit. Hazy Shade of Winter. There you go. <laughs> she murders everybody. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that the place gets locked because Danny gets out of the, out of the thing. And he's kind of in the background, kind of like, you, you know what's going on. And, you know, he, he knows what happened. And her memory's starting to come back and she just snaps. Yeah. And just goes fucking psycho. And it's just, it's a massacre. And the best part is when she goes all zombie on, I think, goes all zombie and just kills Kevin Nash. Yeah. Just this massive hulking guy getting killed by Maria Bello in yeah, a wedding dress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking, um, and then, like, I think the very end scene should just be, like, her, like, walking out of the church, or, like, jumping out a window or some shit, and just, like, gives you the fucking breadcrumbs for a sequel or some shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Jumping out, of like wind, that. jumping out of a window and escaping. Yeah. Because I'm, like, feeling like the body parts somehow feed into her memory. Like, have you ever seen, have you ever seen the movie Body Parts? Nope. Where, like, this guy donate, he 
he's like a mass murderer that basically donates all his organs. I think I think that's what the name of the movie was. Maybe a different thing. I mean, I, I remember this movie when I was younger, where this guy, his fucking arm got like possessed, or his hand got possessed. Idle hands. Yeah. Jessica Alba. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Idle hands was crazy. But uh, no, I'm thinking of this guy. He like he was like a serial killer or something, and he ended up dying. And they don't he donated all of his organs or whatever. Yeah. And so all these people that got his organs, they all all the organs wanted to get back to their original owner. Okay. Yeah, it was it was really weird. <laughs> I'll check it out. But I'm like feel I, I like feel like you know like she's got like the leg from like some lady cop or something, and like a an, an arm from a, a local ballerina or something that died. I want to say that all these people didn't die under normal circumstances. Like, Mort had a hand in the death of all these people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the vengeance, like, the accumulation of all these people put together, and her memory, and sort of other things start leaking into her memory that belong to them. And that's when she goes nuts. And she remembers all the skills that these other people had. So yeah. she's doing weird shit. You know? Okay. I like this. She's got cop training and ballerina training. <laughs> It's a comedy, and and we're not being realistic even remotely. So yeah, why exactly. not just take your bucks? You don't have to fucking be really realistic in movies. You just have to be entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Just like ballerina tiptoeing while fucking. You need to explain to me how this happens. You don't need an explanation. Just watch the fucking movie. All right. Some people will do that. What is part two? Let's see. We're gonna go on to our second movie. Oh, I don't know. Uh-uh. We have more of this. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, just after reading the card that I picked up. Okay, so here we go. Interior, New Age Church. The leader of a creepy sex cult meets the lover... Oh, sorry. The love of their life at a funeral. <laughs> at a New Age Church. Okay. And the notes is, we like it. But can we make this the porn spoof of... Oh, come on! <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> wow. I, so we're, we're casting... Okay. Now, you know why... Bella Thorne. No, hold on a minute. You know why I like this now, right? So we're going we're gonna to make this the porn spoof of something, obviously. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about a uh, the leader of a, se- uh, a creepy sex cult who meets the love of their life at a funeral, and this is supposed to be the porn spoof of a movie or television show of our choosing. So, first we need to pick a movie or television show to make this about, but I like this being the B-lister thing, because I'm thinking these yeah. people that have fallen out of movie graces now having to do a porn spoof movie. Yes. Okay. okay. Directed by Bella Thorne. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what she's doing right now, apparently directing porn movies apparently. for Pornhub. Uh, for who? Bella Thorne. She's directing porn movies for she who? Direct, she directed a porn movie recently for uh, Pornhub. Word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah didn't she like win an award for it? As long as she's not starring in it. Because that would Someone be Uber. Tic- to, okay, so I don't know if you know about like the TikTok trend where people are like gluing their top lip up a little bit and fucking like, big lips. It, it's just, it's a stupid trend, and, but it's not harmful to anyone. We use like fucking eyelash glue or some shit. I used wig glue. But, um, someone said I looked like Bella fucking Thorne with my fucking lip glued up. And I'm like, I, you know what? I can't even fucking disagree. You're gonna have to show me that I, later. I do That's... kind of, but they, they called me the clean Bella Thorne. I'm like, okay, oh well, I mean, thanks, I guess. I'll take it. Uh, the association in general. No. Yeah, right? Uh, okay, so we gotta pick out a movie to make this a spoof of. 
or a TV show, whatever. Oh, it was about a cult. Well, I, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I mean, it could be just they're making this is just sort of a subplot to the spoof that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, because they made movies about religious leaders. I make... say we do a porn spoof of Miami Vice. What? I want no? Adam Driver as the sex cult leader. Adam Driver. Oh, Adam yeah, that would, Dri- that would Kylo be funny. Ren. Yes, yes, that would be funny. Yes. I actually just watched his uh, recent movie, uh, The Dead Don't Die. I have not. Oh, God. Uh, if you ever want to watch it, I got it free on Voodoo. You do? Uh, yeah. I you watched it. it. I For a Bill Murray movie, I can't say that I was terribly impressed. It was one of those movies that, I, you can't even call it Breaking the Fourth Wall. <laughs> they did some stuff in that movie where they specifically acknowledged that they were in a movie. Oh wow! Like specifically acknowledge that they were just actors in a it's movie. It's not going to happen yeah. in this movie. Huh? And I'm like watching this, like, okay, like, and I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away, but I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to give one little bit away. Okay. Throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie, Adam Driver keeps saying, "This is not going to end well. This <laughs> is not going to end well." And Bill Murray finally turns to him and goes, "What the hell do you mean this is not going to end well? How do you know this is not going to end well?" I read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, again, we are a spoilers podcast, so if you haven't watched the movie, fuck you, I spoiled some of it for you. Uh, You you hear us every single podcast. We say it right at the beginning. We are a spoilers podcast. Yeah, it is a spoilers. Do not listen on, because uh, we don't always spoil things, but we try. Okay. So the cult leader is Adam Driver. I... Let's see. So, Adam, I, don't, I don't know if Adam would be considered a B-movie actor, though. I don't know. He's, he's, he's actually... I looked it up on IMDb. He's considered a B-list at, uh, celebrity. He is? Yep. Okay. So, even though he's had a couple of roles, he's not the major guy. Yeah. So, he's never been really the, the primary focus of the movie. He's always kind of been the bit guy. All right. So, by that vein, I would like... Uh, I'd like January Jones... For okay. the love of his life. Yeah. Not be lift. There we go. Lift. There's my, my tongue trip for the day. <laughs> be lift. That and ho at the beginning of the uh, podcast. That was a that was a trip as well. Uh, so I like January Jones. This is going to be now. Are we doing Miami Vice? Did we decide on that? Or are we going to try to do something else here? What what are we doing? Like a spoof of? I don't know if Miami Vice sounds like porn spoof unless it's gay porn. Right. I feel like um, I feel like. This should be the spoof of a, of a sitcom, where the sitcom, the individuals in the sitcom, accidentally end up getting drafted into a sex cult. Okay. There you go. In a new age church. I just realized that you like put that right in front of the camera, so you probably like reached in front of the camera like eighty times during the movie. <laughs> during the movie. During, during the, the movie. This is a movie. I've been like, yes. Those are our three D effects. <laughs> yeah. It looks like I'm gonna jump out. It's slightly cheap 3D effects, but they work. That's the ghetto 3D. Uh, all right, so I I, I want to say we got we got a sitcom with a fairly ensemble cast. Okay. And all of these people end up getting drafted into a sex cult. Yeah. So. <laughs> which what has not been spoofed by, by porn at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like nothing. everything has. Everything has. Uh, okay. But. Let's this do gotta friends. Be, this gotta friends? be friends. Yeah. Okay. There you go. 
Uh, they have been spoofed already. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I know they have. I'm sure they have. Are you kidding me? Everything has been spoofed. How hasn't, how, if they hadn't been, I don't know why they have Have they spoofed the Joker? They've spoofed of course, literally yeah. everything. Joker's been in several things, but I mean, I think just the character specifically. I know they have spoofed Batman. I don't watch a lot of porn. Leave me alone. I mean Nobody's talking to me now Oh god damn I'm not even going to touch on that You you made us watch Troma Well that's close Tromeo and Juliet Like that's pretty much porn Pretty much softcore porn Pretty much At least that one was Which is why I left that incest card and everything You fucking softcore porn with Seth Alone Together so, the gang from Friends gets drafted into a sex cult led by Adam Driver. Yes! Okay. <laughs> now, who is going... Now, we can't do A-listers, so who is going to be in those roles? Hmm. I think Joey can still be Joey. I'm pretty sure he I don't can, think yeah. Matt LeBlanc's an A-lister right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think Lisa Kudrow is either. Yeah. No. Nope. So, technically... The only people you really can't touch on are like Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. Well, that's it. Dave Schwimmer's not an A-lister, but he is a director. Yeah. At this point. Mm. Um, and Matt uh, Matt Perry, I believe, is still considered an A-lister, if I'm not mistaken. He's just not doing a lot because he's battling different addiction issues. Yeah. yeah and he's, he's a B-lister. 500 and something uh, failed TV shows. Yeah. I mean, been, I'd say he's B-listing. He's getting to be yeah. B-listing. He's still... Enough of a he's still got enough interest in him specifically that they're trying to find him something decent. He did like the odd couple, yeah, which was uh, but he's, I, I want a solid A minus list. <laughs> I want to replace I want to replace Matt Perry. Okay, and the new the new Matt Perry character I want is uh, Michael Ian Black. Okay, there you go. Okay, pretty good actor. Who do we too. want to step in for Courtney Cox as a B lister? Uh. Ooh. I don't want to pick everybody, but I got one. You can pick everybody else. <laughs> and you can tell me if you like this, too. Demi Moore. What? Demi Moore to take on Courtney Cox's role. she's a B-lister? I don't think she's... I don't, I don't even think she's on the B-list at this point. She's yeah. still famous. She's not on any list. I mean, you but could, as an actor... You could do Demi Moore, or I'm thinking Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Elizabeth That's Olsen? Would... Okay, I'm waiting. Because <laughs> right, what we're talking about when they were like in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, I guess I could see Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Would she be considered a B-lister? Yeah. Okay, okay. IMDB told me so. Hey, if they say... They told me so. They told you so. Okay. So, Elizabeth Olsen, if you don't like being a B-lister, uh, go ahead and scream at IMDB. Yeah. Because they're telling us that's what you are. All what right. What saying about you, man? So, Bye. we got... <laughs> Well, yeah, we have we have them now. We need a uh, the Jennifer Aniston character, Rachel Green. Who is Rachel Green? Hmm. Hmm. That one's a, that would be that'd be an interesting one to try to cast too. Because we need somebody in their like twenties and thirties, like late twenties, early thirties. Hmm. That would be considered a B-lister. Ah, uh, we'll get a lot of dead that space here trying to. That Give me girl a that started in Orange is the New Black. Taryn Manning. No. no, the girl that oh. played Piper. The girl that played right. Piper. Yeah. I don't like her face. No, I don't think that I could. I, I don't think that I'm. Could. I'm sorry. That's why we're hard. putting her like in her a porn spoof. Oh well, then again, you're right. We are putting her in porn. So yeah, true. I 
I can't say it. I was gonna. I, 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 my brain just went zeph for a minute there. You zeph. She, she's gonna be in porn. It's not about her face. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean. You do like Hayden Panettiere. She go. hasn't been. I think last thing that she did was Nashville. Yeah. And then just kind of dropped off the face of the planet again. No. Okay, let's do Hayden. Okay. Hayden. No, okay. Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> I don't know why. So Hayden is now. Every time you mention Rachel a name, Green. I keep thinking it's a porn spoof. <laughs> I think I keep thinking Hayden. <laughs> I keep thinking Hayden Christensen. <laughs> oh, he, he should be Mike. Ask for Seth's opinion over there. He should be Mike. Okay. So you, you know who Mike is, right? Go ahead and ask for Seth's opinion and translate what he says. All right, Zeph, uh, seeing as uh, we, we want some input here. <laughs> that's about, that's his opinion right there. The water bottle has spoken. Please, All right. do whatever you want. Go back to your seat, Zeph. <laughs> <laughs> Just tossed him into his seat. Uh, All right, so you know who Mike is in Friends, right? Uh, the one that eventually ended up marrying... Uh... Okay. Yeah. So, I know he's not a B-list actor, but he hasn't acted in a while. I think he's been out of the acting game just due to age. But, uh, I think, like, you got the head of the cult, Adam Driver. Yeah. I think the guy that basically runs the whole show, because I like the behind-the-scenes guy. Oh, yeah. There's always a behind-the-scenes guy. Sean Connery. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't necessarily have to do much of anything, you know. Sean Connery. Just, Sean Connery. I don't know. Do you think? Hmm. Yeah. Sean Connery Are you me? in a porn spoof. <laughs> Come on. Absolutely. Do you know how many bitches would watch that? <laughs> just for Sean Connery alone. Oh, just for man. his voice. My stomach chimed in. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> My uh. My oldest is making food in the other room, so oh. occasionally I get the uh, whiff of the slow cooked uh, slow cooker ribs that she's making, and I'm just oh my god! I've been planning dinner since I started this podcast. <laughs> if, if you knew that what she was gonna make, you were probably planning dinner at breakfast. Yeah, I've been planning dinner since yesterday's breakfast. There you go. So we had swordfish last night and dinner today, and this has nothing to do with our podcast. So nope. let's uh, let's start on something. <laughs> nothing. It's not something we haven't done before, though. All right, so let's see. They get drafted into a sex cult. Hijinks ensue. There's really not a lot of plot to... Okay, so Joey's character's like, oh, I got this new gig, and fucking... You guys are all fucking invited to join who's, me on the thing. Who's playing Joey again? Joey's Joey. Yeah. Okay, Joey. We, uh, like I, we, we determined that there's a couple people that uh, are already on the B-list. They don't need to be moved out. Yeah. Fucking. Okay. So, like, so Joey's get... character's like, I got a new acting gig. And you guys are fucking... They told me to bring all my friends, and you guys are the only friends I have. So, let's all go do this thing together and fucking have a thing. And they get the there... thing. <laughs> and they get there, and they didn't fucking tell Joey what the role was. Yeah. So, they get there, and then um, fucking they Adam him, Driver um, locks they the doors, oil. and they get fucking roped into this fucking porn thing. And the entire gang is just like, what the fuck, Joey? This is a spoof not only on Friends, but of that sex cult like, that ended up in the news. Yeah! I'm sure one of them will be, well, I guess we're fucking then. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they all just sort of go with it, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Fucking, my, um, the, the chick from Smallville. That, oh, yeah, that yeah, the Chloe. one that played Chloe. Yeah. She was actually running a sex cult. Yes. Yeah. 
My Mom. boyfriend's fucking obsessed with her. Yeah, dude, she's her. fucking like crazy. Word? Her and uh, the, who was the other girl that was roped into it? What too? happened there was somebody with somebody else that? Uh, I have no idea, but she was like luring. Running? She was like luring girls in to be part of this fucking sex cult, and like it's fucking crazy. Whoa. And my boyfriend's got like this big man crush on her, and I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that if I would. You make don't, a, I don't know if I will have a main question on somebody I, if I learned that. On some shit, he thinks. Oh my god, That's I, I want to smack the shit out of him every single time. Oh, Allison Mack and uh, Kristen Kirk. Yeah, uh, both from Smallville. Right. Well, you know, uh, you know, Kristen's career wasn't going much of anywhere after she played Chun Li in the Street Fighter film. Yeah, a standalone film. <laughs> with her it's no honey no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so I, I think we've we, I think that particular idea ran dead yeah I, we were just yeah. like I don't know that I could seriously create a, sp a porn spoof in my head right now and not get really really graphic oh god I I'm mean, good with details. I am also. I don't want to hear the weird details. I mean, it's some porn spoof. Maybe this will be the first time that Joey, Joey, and uh, and Phoebe can get together. Because I never Finally! got together in the show. No. Never. I would have shipped the fuck out of them. Would I, Would they get together with everybody else or just them? Well, see, she got together with Mike, so yeah. the Joey and her thing never happened. Even though the entire show there was like weird sexual tension between the two of them. Yeah, no, no. There's gonna be more than tension on this Joey. Shit. Joey ended up by himself. No, actually, uh. Joey ended up on another show. Yeah. So, with uh, now. what is it, Drea Demato or whatever? I don't fucking know. Drea Demateo. Demateo, yeah. I think that she was on that show too. Mm -hmm. uh, playing his sister. Loved her in The Sopranos. I loved Joey. him in fucking Lost in Space. Yeah. Matthew Lawrence's best work has always been that one character. He has played that same character in almost every television show that he has been in. Yeah. He's been John Cruise. He's been Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> he's got a, a current show that he's doing. He had uh, Joey. He had Friends. He had a couple of TV shows that he did uh, that were um, sort of based off a character that he momentarily did during uh, Married with Children. Uh but yeah, no, he's it's always been that same character yeah. over and over and yeah, over and over again. It's only been that. So that's all his best work. He plays dumb very well. <laughs> uh, and I like don't get me wrong, he, it's an intelligent sort of dumb, which is weird to say, but How are you doing? How are you doing? He plays fucking stupid fucking brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> like a bastard. All right. Uh, that being said, God love you Matthew LeBlanc or uh, whatever you happen to pray to. And uh all you fun folks watching us on Facebook and TikTok, get out there and pay attention to the issues. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And stop paying attention to all those bitches out there. <laughs> they don't them. deserve your fucking attention. Fuck them Big bitches. Big facts. You right? Oh, no. T I'll tell you, some of those influencers on Facebook and Instagram and so on and so forth. You could, you could tell that it's smoke and mirrors. Too. Yeah. They have nothing but millions of followers based off the fact that they take a good selfie. Yeah, that's exactly it. Why? Why Why? Why pay attention to them? Why give them the time of day? Yeah, people like fucking... Oh my god, what was... Hell, Belle Delphine selling her fucking bath water. <sighs> huh? Yeah, yeah. People are buying bathtub water from this girl just because she's got a fucking cute you, face. You know who's... Uh-huh. 
No! Nobody's buying it. I mean, I can't She's think of anybody. She's 90% Photoshop. I can't, be, I can't think of anybody that I have that I will buy her back. They are buying it specifically because that is the closest those fucking freaks will ever get to a woman. Exactly. Those losers. They're you- I mean, she's taking she's taking advantage of fucking creepy let's, incels. Let's be honest. It may she's not even getting, be her She's making water. her fucking money. She may have bathed her fucking dog and sent it off. You don't she know. She could have gotten it out of the toilet. I don't know. Could be toilet water with a little soap attached. But Just like, weird ass wow. people, man. It's gross. <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually hopped what online. What is her name? Belle Delphine. There is an entire subgenre of people that buy farts in a jar. Yeah. From women. People are fucking weird, man. Farts in a jar. Farts in a jar. Why am I but, hearing hey, about man. this now? Women <laughs> fucking... Make your fucking money, man. Get that bag. Women make money off of fucking blowing a toot into a jar and sending it off to somebody. You it's... got Japanese fucking, fucking... Fucking vending machines with used underwear. Yep. Oh, Yeah. Like, week-long used underwear. You don't I know feel, who they were used I by either. I feel old and disconnected now. No, no. I feel so old People right are gross. Now. Look, <laughs> you can feel old if you want to, but you don't need to feel disconnected. If you're disconnected from that part of society, you got an advantage over some people here. Yeah. Wow. No, just the fact that I that's something that would have never crossed my mind. <laughs> if you've ever spent... $30 on a fart in a jar, we cannot be friends. Just don't bother talking to me. I, exactly. <laughs> that will be some line to drop on a chick. I'll buy your fart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go ahead and just... Uh, oh, hell no. After that fart, we're just going to go now. All right. Everybody have a wonderful night. Who Hi-ya. farted? Everybody, don't listen to them bitches and fart along. No, don't fart along. No. Just plan on making some money at it. Some people will buy it.